The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The contents, views, and opinions expressed to those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again and welcome to our special Thanksgiving Day edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. I am Todd Bloniars, literally, as you can see on our uh, set here, alongside Belmont High School head football coach Jan Cuban, usually sitting across from me. But today, uh, you'll find out in a second here why uh, we've got the uh, the setup the way we do. Uh, of course, uh, we are broad- as I said, we're broadcasting both uh, on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and also on the BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. And the reason, of course, uh, coaches uh, moved over here kind of uh, next to me on this side is because uh, we've got the uh, Belmont Marauder captains in here, our tradition. I guess it's officially a tradition now. It is. This is like three, for, three uh, four years in a row. Exactly. So a three or four years. <laughs> this is like only that. the second year we've actually uh, done this uh, simulcast with all the captains. Yeah, three or four years in a row. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, as you can see them from uh, left to right there, or we'll do back row first, uh, the, for the five captains, Ryan Noon, Jake Pollock uh, in the back, and uh, Tyler Reynolds, George Fitzgerald in the front. Unfortunately, uh, Caleb New- uh, Caleb Henman, yep. the, uh, the f- uh, fifth captain, could not be here. Yeah, Caleb's uh, on a college visit this weekend, and, um, you know, I as you know, we were anticipating doing this on Monday, but then we had a little bit of a scheduling snafu with the uh, VFW Thanksgiving Day dinner. So Caleb uh, is here in spirit, and I know he's disappointed that he doesn't get to do this, but uh, we'll we'll represent 58. We'll represent Goose really well. We will, and we will, uh, we, you know, I know these guys will certainly, and, uh, you know, uh, what's uh, where, where's he applying to a college out there? Oh, man. Uh, where's... I don't know. I don't have the list off the top of my head. Where is he? NYU, Columbia. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's looking to do a postgraduate year at PA. That's right. Oh, okay. That recommendation. All right. So, uh, well, maybe that's where he is. <laughs> maybe that is where he is. All right. Well, uh, Coach, uh, we will jump into a. Well, I guess, we'll, you know, it's Belmont Watertown. That's why we're all here. But if you want to take a couple minutes to talk briefly about, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Drake game. Yeah. Uh, the actually, last home game at Harris Field uh, this season. So uh, you guys battled them to overtime, fell short. But uh, you want to talk about that game at all? And Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, all the four guys in here would, <clears throat> excuse me, would agree that, you know, that was kind of a frustrating game for all of us. Um, I think, you know, if we if we play that game again, we we win it. Um, probably if we, if we play that game ten times, we win seven or eight of them. And, um, but we just weren't really able to do what it is that we needed to do when we needed to do it in order to win that football game. So, you know, we didn't take our opportunities when we had them offensively. I thought our defense did a great job. Um, they, you know, Drake had only scored seven points offensively in regulation. Their other, their other touchdown was a pick return for a touchdown. Um, they went all the way to overtime, obviously, and uh, we got the ball first and just weren't able to get in the end zone, and they got it second, and, you know, they were able to convert on three downs and, and get in there to end the game. So, you know, I think all of us and uh, my players would probably agree, you know, we <clears throat> we took that one on the chin a little bit, and uh, it's it's really feeding the fire a little bit to make sure that we execute and we take advantage of our opportunities as we go into, into Watertown week. Yeah, it was also uh, the coldest game you guys have played in all season. Uh, yeah, too. it was a chilly. That was uh, definitely a chilly one, you know. And, Did the and winds play a factor at all in like how you uh, executed the game plan? Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty windy and it was pretty cold. Um, you know, I think that you know, I'll speak for for Georgie that 
yeah, we think about that stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, we have we have faith in George's ability to throw the ball, whether he's going with the wind or against it. Um, he's been a great quarterback for us all year, so um, I don't think they had a, a, a ton going into game planning. I mean, we might not, you know, try to go deep over the top and we have the wind at our back because it'll sail, and you know, try to keep it a little bit a little bit shorter in our passing game. Um, man, it was definitely cold. I mean, you could see it. It was, it was I think, tough for Georgie sometimes to, to get a good feel on the ball, which it can be when it's really cold. Um, hard for noon, you know, to, to, to get a good grip on the ball and snap it. And those guys did a great job on the center quarterback exchange on such a cold day. I, I think Ryan asked Georgie, you know, you got to give me a, you got to give me an extra second <clears throat> getting getting up on the football because I, I got to get my, I, I can't really feel it. So I kind of have to wedge it in there so I can get a, get a good snap back to you. Well, you know, coach, we also, you don't, you don't have to speak for those guys because we have them right, right here. here. So why don't we, why don't we ask them? Uh, uh, we'll start with George. Uh, what's, uh, you know, what was it like playing in those conditions? Probably the first time all season you really had to play anything so cold. Yeah. Just uh, grab the mic there and uh, talk freely. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was, Wore a lot of layers. I was I didn't really notice it during the game. During warm ups, it was a little chilly, but after that, I didn't notice a cold at all. Well, what about just the wind as far as affecting your throws or you know like throws downfield? Yeah, um, the wind took I think maybe like one or two balls I noticed, yep. but not it didn't affect it all that much. I don't think. Um, I think there was like a deep out or something to to Jake that wind kind of caught it a little yeah. bit and, and skied it, but you know most. For the most part, it wasn't. George bad. throws a he throws a good ball, cuts through the wind, you know, turns over really nicely, and um, he's got a great throwing motion. I think that that really plays into it a lot in terms of his ability to throw into a big wind. A lot of other guys might not have that that ability. Well, and uh, we'll uh, actually ask Ryan too here, uh, our the center, and of course, uh, you know, Ryan's uh, this is old hat for you. You were here last year with the captains, two years uh, two year captain now as a senior. Congratulations uh, on that. And uh, uh, so, talk about you know just what it's like uh, playing center in the cold weather. Do you have like an extra set of gloves or special kind of gloves you wear when you? I, I mean, I don't know. How does that uh, work with all the times you have to touch the ball? Yeah, I know. So I actually I don't wear gloves at all because I can't snap with them on. Um, so I, I did ask George. I said, "Can you just give me an extra second? I use both hands to kind of shove the ball into my hand and make sure I get a good grip on it before." So it was cold, but and like George said, though, uh, in warm-ups it was very cold and it was freezing, but once the game started, once you were playing, you really didn't feel it. So. All right. Well, uh, well, you know, and that, so that kind of wraps up that game, and now uh, let's just turn ahead to uh, Belmont-Watertown. As uh, I, go. Actually, I was just reading a uh, recap of Watertown's last game, and uh, head coach uh, John Kakachi called this. Uh, he actually said for Belmont this is their Super Bowl, and he knows he needs to be ready for you guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is it. Last game, uh, the season last game for the U4 seniors, and, uh, of course, uh, 19 seniors on the team this year. Is that right, uh, 19? Um, 17, or, I think. Okay, 17. <clears throat> uh, well, you, you got uh, – Crowley too, kind of as uh, you know, uh, coaching yeah, this yeah, year, that's uh, right? Including so. Dennis. Okay, all right. <laughs> so yeah, so let's uh, well uh, talk. Uh, you know, just talk about what uh, you know. Belmont Watertown football is all about the ninety sixth edition. You know, actually, I was going to give you guys. Uh, I think I have a few extra handouts here. Uh, oh break down the series. So if you guys needed to see the history of the series, here you go. We'll uh, should have. Now, this is supposed to be called pre-show prep that I didn't uh, do because we were trying to do some other stuff. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Watertown's won the uh, the last five years. So obviously, you know, for you seniors, uh, you know, this it has to mean a lot more for you guys because you want to, uh, you know, you want to finally beat Watertown, right? I mean, this is it makes it a little extra special uh, looking ahead to this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. It's always always a fun game versus Watertown. So much hype going leading up to it. Um, at the beginning of the season, it was one of our goals to beat Watertown. It has been the past few years, so to uh, finally accomplish that goal would definitely be 
important to us. Yeah, and the games have been, you know, the last couple of seasons especially, they've been so close. I mean, you know, they, they beat you in the final minute uh, two years ago uh, at Victory Field, and then last year the game that uh, we broadcast on BHS Sports TV, uh, that game, uh, again, you know, went right down to the end. You guys were fighting, and, uh, yeah, it was a six-point game. So, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, right. I mean, you guys have gotten so close to them, and, and, you, and you've seen, uh, you've obviously, you've had, guys have had a chance to see or, you know, at least read about what they've been doing this year and uh, the fact that, you know, last week they were one win away from uh, making it into uh, the Division Five Super Bowl. Uh, uh, you want to talk a little bit, uh, just Jake, your experiences, uh, the Belmont Watertown from uh, your previous years, even competing in the rivalry. Yeah, um, freshman year, I actually see uh, 1940, no game due to snow. Where our <laughs> freshman year, we we got there at like 6:45 a.m. We're just shoveling for hours. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember, yeah. I remember because uh, your your buddy, uh, your I don't know if you knew Lucas Tragos at all, but yep. uh, yeah, Lucas decided he wanted to do an NFL Today style uh, pregame show. Yep. So we like grabbed this giant desk and we're wheeling it out there, and they had to scrape. You know, you guys had to I think, clean off the snow just as much for that than than anything else. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly the pictures of you guys running around in the snow was. Uh, I think I mean it must have obviously that was a fun game to play oh, yeah. in, right? I yeah. mean, isn't that what you you know you well, thinking about? I don't about know if kids? any of these guys. Play Played in that really? game. Ryan really played Ryan it. played in that game. Uh, we yeah, Tyler's yep. on special teams. and Tyler was on special teams on that game. The the other two were freshmen, and so they were they were watching. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was layered up that game. That was a cold. That was a cold day. That was a that was a, a fun environment. Absolutely, you know, to, to go out there and shovel the lines off and and play in the snow. Um, but yeah, no, I mean we're excited. I mean we're excited as a program, obviously, to go in and play Watertown, and and, and they've had. You know some success this year. They were at uh, I think a six and six and four team going into the going yeah. into the well. Uh, I mean, yeah, final right. They make the playoffs at three and four, and then they pull off three straight playoff wins by a combined total of nine points. In fact, yep. the last two wins came in the final like thirty seconds of the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean they've won a they've won a couple of close games, then, obviously against Linfield, and then a close game against Somerville as well. Um, and then they ran into a buzzsaw in, in DY. Um, and and that's D- Dennis Yarmouth. Yep. Those of you who don't like hang out on and, the cape uh, that D- much. DY handled them. <laughs> DY handled them pretty good. Um, you know, we, we've got a little bit of a, a burr under our saddle. You know, we've got a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. I mean, you know, two years ago in 2015, it was 24 to 22. Um, out of the last four or three years that I've coached this game, that was probably the hardest one to stomach. Um, you know, we, we thought we'd put that game away. I, I, I still see it in front of my face. You know, we ran Makai Johnson on a sweep left, um, converted a first down. Coach Kakachi had burned all his timeouts. That would have uh, put the game away. Um, and we copped a hold on the outside and, you know, Sometimes you get you get calls like that. Um, you know, I've I've spent a lot of time going back and trying to find that hold. Um, and, and one day, maybe Todd, I'll I'll find it. Um, <laughs> you know, and so that backed us up, and we just weren't able to convert the first down, and we ended up having to punt. Um, and Watertown was able to drive close enough to get into Keneally's range, and, and you know he's a great kicker, and he was able to put it through the uprights for the win. So <clears throat> that was a game that we felt, you know, obviously we didn't win, but we. We felt we had won it in that moment. And then um, last year, that was a great football game. I mean, we spotted them out the gate. I think we spotted them 14 points, maybe 21 points out the gate. And uh, and then battled back and we're driving field. Um, we were driving field to tie. Uh, it was 34-28 and, and threw a pick. <clears throat> and that was that was the end of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're just excited to get another crack at this team. Um, you know, uh Coach Kakaji is a great coach, and and they've done a lot of great things. You know, they say it's a uh, this is this is our Super Bowl. I I go out there and say it's their Super Bowl too. Um, it, is know, it, is, it is now. <laughs> it is now. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that that's unique to us. Um, anytime you have a game that's been playing for 
a century, 96 years of, of these two teams, you know, battling each other and going back and forth. Um, you, you get something that's just really, for lack of a better word, just really special. Um, there's a, and I think I said this last year and probably the year before that if you've never been involved in it, you know, if you've never, and I hadn't been involved in it until I came here. Um, but if you've never been involved in it, if you've never been on the sideline of a Belmont Watertown game, you never played in a Belmont Watertown game, it's, it's hard to, I guess, get a, it's really hard to describe the feeling, you know, for, for a high school player, or high school coach, when you go out there and you look out in the stands and every seat in the stand is filled. And all the way around the field, everybody is just packed in there standing to watch the game. There's people on, on the roofs and porches of houses across the street at Victory Field, you know, looking down and watching that. And, and there are not a lot of places in the country that have this tradition. Um, I think Massachusetts is the only state that has Thanksgiving Day football. Um, and on top of that, the, the, the town connections into these deep rivalries, you know, like Belmont Watertown or, you know, Medford Malden, um, you know, it, it's – there's something that's magical about that day. And, and if you don't, you know, if you don't feel butterflies going in and, and, and you don't feel that sort of extra juice and that extra energy, you know, as we would say, you need to, you need to check your pulse because you, know, you go to the doctor because something's up. Um, it's, it's special, man. Yeah, well, let's let's ask these guys. I mean, you yes. know, the last couple of Thanksgivings, uh, just talk about the the fun playing in the game and and the battles with Watertown. As Coach mentioned, they, they've been extremely tight games the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a little bit more uh, trash talk because the, the teams just hate each other. Um, it, it's beyond like football at some points, which which makes it more fun. And uh, there's an aura in the air just because there's so many more fans. All the seniors, it's their final game for both teams. There's a little bit more urgency on both sides of the ball. It's just so fun to play in. There's there's nothing like it. Yeah, we'll talk about the you know one of you. I don't know uh, Tyler. What uh, your thoughts? Uh, you know, playing uh, in the game last year, of course, at Belmont High School at Harris Field in front of the big crowd. Uh, you know, it's the biggest crowd uh, at the tens uh, games at Harris Field all season. Yeah, I mean, playing out in front of the crowd helps a lot because just every time you make a play, you know, it, it, everyone goes crazy. So that helps a lot. There's so much energy. So like, you're never tired. Like. Adrenaline takes you through the whole game, unlike some of the other games. And um, honestly, like, I feel just lucky that this is my senior year. and my sophomore and junior year, we lost in these close games. Like, if I didn't have another crack at it, I think they would hurt a lot more. But since we get to play them one last time, I feel really lucky about that. Yeah, George, uh, your your thoughts at all? Uh, of course, this is your first year uh, getting to be the starting quarterback in the big Belmont-Watertown battle. So you're, you're going to have your early thoughts on that. Yeah, I remember uh... – I was a water boy with Tyler last time. Last time Belmont won a yeah. Thanksgiving game <laughs> as eighth graders, right? Six, sixth graders. Six. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Wow. So I remember that game pretty well. I remember like John Dillon going up the sideline. Like I remember uh, J.C. Reynolds. I remember all those kids. Um, so it's it's gonna be a lot of fun for me to go out there and get a chance to be on that same field that they were on. Mm. That's right. Well, let me ask you this, too. You just brought up, uh, you know, you and, and Tyler back in sixth grade were, were water boys on the team, but also your uh, your connection playing football together goes back to Pop Warner. And one of the things we talked about before the uh, the show today, uh, you know, is kind of pre-show stuff. Uh, we mentioned uh, that you guys go back. You've been playing together since, what, eight, seventh, eighth grade? Uh, uh, earlier than that. I think it was like fifth, maybe it was the first year we were teammates. Yeah. Tyler was probably like a nose tackle or something back yeah, then. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was right guard. <laughs> wow. Mighty mouse. I was really good right guard. 
Now, uh, the uh, I know the Pop Warner program has, uh, you know, uh, fallen off uh, there, the Belmont-Watertown Joint Pop Warner League. So for in the case of uh, Jake and Ryan, uh, you guys, uh, you know, you guys started playing the first time uh, together with everyone else. You know, everybody here, the four of you, was freshman year, right, uh, the freshman football team. Well, you got any recollections uh, on that, uh, all, all playing together that uh, freshman year? How was the freshman football team that year? Uh, the freshman football team – it, the coaches were uh, kind of clowns, for being honest. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so fun. Like, I was always playing AU basketball in the fall, like fifth grade, sixth, seventh, eighth. And uh, Tyler's mom was just like, Jake, you got to play football. And you'd, be a, <laughs> you'd be a stud receiver. Like, you're tall. You're fun. Like, and yeah, I never looked back. And it's just so, like, freshman football was such a great time. It's uh. Our uh, freshman football, so we played Watertown our freshman year, and this probably got a lot less hype and less uh, broadcasting, but we actually <laughs> we lost on a game-winning field goal our freshman year. Yep. So freshman year, lost by a game-winning field goal. Sophomore year, another game-winning field goal. Junior year, you know, the, the pick that put us away. So this game has a lot of meaning to it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Ac- that's, that's actually why I want to play. Um, at victory like I'm glad it's at victory not at home because we've had two like heartbreaking losses there both on field goals by this one kicker yeah and same yeah. kicker too same, freshman same year that was Kenny I mean he's yeah. a great kicker yeah he is he had a 51 yarder yeah well uh, yeah, was, yeah exactly yeah uh, that's a school record for a Watertown high school football yeah, 51 yard boot. field goal the big, only, big boot only points they ended up scoring in that game too um why don't you guys also talk about this too I was going to get to this at some point but we'll get to it now uh I think you know coach will, will certainly stand by this I know he kind of alluded to it in our last uh, podcast that it's uh it's a special time for uh for him because the four of you and Caleb you know the you five captains uh you all came through the program together you know your freshman year was coach q's first year so i mean just talk about you know the the four-year experience uh playing for coach q i, I know you're slight i know coach is here so there's a little i know maybe no, that's maybe not gonna you don't that, that doesn't stop this crew from saying what they have to say <laughs> yeah no it really is it really is cool uh you know like you said george and tyler played pop warner and caleb but I never played football before freshman year, so everything I know about football is from Coach Q and these coaches, and uh, definitely been an awesome experience playing for them, and just really so happy I played. Wouldn't don't forget anything about it. Um, these coaches, everyone everyone loves them on the team, and definitely put so much time and effort into everything, and we all really appreciate that. So, is there anything you guys remember like about your first practice uh, with, with Coach Q at all? Anything like that that just you know just because you know, it's the first time you, you met him and participated? Oh, here we go. See, I knew I'd get a good question um, to draw some stories well, out of you. Well, guys. first of all, I remember first meeting Coach Q when we found out that someone got hired for the job. I think I was in eighth grade and I met him at the Chenery. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect, and I was probably you know really small and skinny. Still am, but <laughs> much smaller back then. And I wonder what, like, he thought about me and if he thought, like, I'd end up being a captain my senior year. Like, those thoughts went through my head. And I remember my freshman year for camp, so the varsity's first camp, they had me as a freshman play running back. And I remember, like, I did all right against the starting D, like, two plays. And then Coach Q pulled them all together, you know, reamed them out for it. <laughs> and then the next three plays, I got my head taken <laughs> off. They're, just, they're not happy about that. So those are those – are, Fun experiences that I never want to have again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want to share some uh, first meetings with Coach Q stories? Come on, we get uh, all right. Jake. Summer, summer going into freshman year. Uh, my first lift, 
uh, well, the second lift because I went to a couple during uh, spring spring eighth yeah, grade. But yeah. uh, summer going into freshman year when I kind of like, committed to playing football, uh, we're doing a uh, DMC. I mean, I'm in table, and he's like, you know, you kind of look like that kid uh, from that movie. Uh, yeah, that kid's sunshine. <laughs> and, and, and ever since then, he just called me sunshine. I, I just think it's funny. Oh, from Remember the Titans, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah the quarterback. Movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yeah, California. Is, that's is, right. Is the blonde yeah, hair, I, man. He's a California kid. He looks yeah. like a California kid. I do. I can see a little bit of the resemblance there, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Any other, uh, I don't know, anyone else want to? I guess if we're talking about nicknames, uh, I remember at those lift, those same lifts, um, Coach, <laughs> Coach Q and Coach McCaffrey, who was one of our assistant coaches, were trying to think of one for me, and they said, all right, now I can't think of one right now. This this one's got to be good. This one's got to be good. So for the like half the summer, I didn't have a nickname, and um, and then finally we were doing these things called bear crawls, and he said, oh, I got it, Baloo. Baloo. <laughs> You're going to be Baloo. It's the bear necessities. From the Jungle Book. Yeah. And I've uh, been that ever since, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see, I, I would have thought uh, Nooner would have just been a, an easy well, one. Well, I mean, Nooner, like, we're a big, we're a yeah. big nickname team. You know, Nooner, Nooner's, uh, that's a given, you know. It, but nicknames, they got to they gotta come organically, you know. So Tyler got flow early on because he, he had the lacrosse oh, hair. You know, he, he came in freshman year with the lettuce, you know, and uh, – and Jake got sunshine. Fitzy, Fitzy's just always been Fitzy, um, or QB six because he wears the number six, so we call him QB six now. And, and Noon was blue. Uh, Caleb, if he was in here, wore a Top Gun lacrosse shirt, um, so we call him Goose because uh, you know he's not Maverick, so he's got to be right. Goose. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of filters on. I mean, I would actually say that you know the vast majority of the guys on our team carry nicknames i don't i don't think there are too many guys you know um like if you look at just our our line right now i mean sammy Seggs is dingus arian <laughs> you know shay is dingus um jake is bama you're gonna have to explain dingus to me a little i don't <laughs> I, I don't quite get that one uh, uh it's a simpson it's a simpsons reference you know um yeah, that show's the, been on for 30 years i can't say i've seen every episode i must have yeah, missed the dingus no, episode well i mean you know connor <laughs> Con- uh, Connor is a. I love Connor Shea. He's a great. He's a great kid, and he's done a great job for us as a junior this year. His brother Mike, as a senior, has done a great job for us too. Uh, you know, sometimes Connor can be a little out there, be a little forgetful. Um, you know, and so that's where Dingus came from. And then he and he and Sam Sagarian are just very similar in build. Um, and so we said, you know, Sam is the Armenian Dingus, so he's Dingusarian. Um, you know, and and uh, Will Lozano is Lasagna because um, Lozano sounds like Lasagna. Um, and, and it just really filters all the way up. I mean, pretty much everybody, I'd say almost everybody on the team has some sort of, you know, moniker that, that the coaches or, or that their teammates have attached to them. And, um, you know, we kind of have a lot of fun with that. So, yeah. So yeah, you're right. So you said the coaches pick out some of the nicknames and the, you guys uh, pick them out amongst each other. As it's well. an organic process. I, I want to be very, very clear on that is that, is that nickname selection is an organic process. <laughs> it, it just, it's not something that can be forced. It's something that has to come. It has to come naturally in the process. Oh, like like Baloo for you, uh, Ryan? Like Baloo. He kind of has this, you know, uh, very affable, just going through going through life, loving life attitude, Very a very Baloo bear attitude. You know, yeah. the bear necessities, the simple bear necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. Man, that's Ryan New. Mm. Now, I know there's a, there are some limitations to, like, the numbers you guys can pick out for yourselves because, you know, based on the positions you play. But do any of you, like, have any kind of connection with the numbers that you – your uniform numbers that you guys have? That's a good question. I, uh, so freshman year, when I got called up at the end of the year um, to play for Thanksgiving, I didn't have a varsity jersey, obviously. So Coach McCaffrey went over to the to the 
field house, the equipment room, and picked out 59. So that's kind of how I got it and, uh, <laughs> and stuck with it ever since. Been 59 ever so, since. So that's kind of how that oh, worked. Man. Uh, freshman year, all I wanted to do was play tight end. <laughs> so I, I really wanted 87 because of Gronk. Like, yeah. He's kind of an idol to me. Like, he's just a big, goofy receiver, tight end kind of thing. Sure. And uh, they didn't have 87 in those freshman pennies. <laughs> Uh, so True. so i wore 80 and 88 that year i actually had two different jerseys um for home and away and then sophomore year uh joe joe shaughnessy who's like the star receiver that year wore 87 and coach p was like gotta go 84 come on randy moss like gotta go 84 yeah. and then uh junior year, i, I just kind of stuck with that i didn't really want to like live in joe's shadow or anything and uh so i just kind of stuck with 84 and now i feel like it's it's a part of me a little bit so it's a quality number. 84. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's also just like good quality. Number. It's a good yeah. quality number. It's a good football number. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, Tyler, uh, nine. That's not n- normally a running back's number. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I actually ended up with nine. I remember after my sophomore year. Well, my sophomore year, Rob Aiello wore it. And I remember Coach Barge, after the season, kind of pulled me aside. And he said that he wanted me to wear two or nine for Grant Gilbert, too, who was two. And I talked to Kevin Martin about it, and he wanted to take two because he was playing safety, and I was playing corner, and Rob was a corner, and Grant was a safety. So I went with nine, and Kevin went with two, and it just stuck. All right. And, George, uh, six is an interesting number for a quarterback because I can't think of any NFL quarterbacks that wear that number. QB six. What's the significance there? Uh, (laughs) As I said, I can't think of any NFL quarterbacks that uh, (laughs) – yeah, I don't know. I wore uh, 12. I'll throw out Pop Warner um, in freshman year. Uh, I assume that was for, uh, honoring Tom Brady or just you, you, he was one of your no, favorite players just, growing up? Or no? it was There was no significance to it. It was just the number I was given on equipment day. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's kind of the same way with six. I don't really care what number I'm wearing. <laughs> All right. I don't play football. Fair and right. Hey, fair enough. And for some people, it's yeah, but definitely. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you guys. I don't know if you're into numbers or you're not, but uh, it depends so on the guy. I mean, I think some guys are. Some guys develop like a, a deep attachment to their number, you know, and, and some guys don't. I mean, it's it's really. A, I think one of the things that's cool about football generally is a sport, and this kind of speaks to it is that there are so many different personalities and attitudes towards what we're doing, and attitudes towards the game, and attitudes towards you know what's important. I mean, some guys are you know, wickedly superstitious and have to do everything the same way or wear the same shirt or the same pair of socks. And, and some guys don't do that, you know, and don't need that and are just kind of like, yeah, I'd wear 45 or 72 if I was a quarterback and just as long as I can go out there and play football, you know. And, and I think that speaks to, like, you know, even in these four guys that we've got these guys who are very, very different, you know, as human beings, very, very different personality types and 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 approaches to life and all good ones but you know different and that they can come together and and you know create this kind of common identity and this push for a common goal and all that stuff i mean number selection is kind of a microcosm of that you know so it's cool well you know coach why don't i turn the tables on you here i mean we asked the the players what their first interaction with you was like what about your first interaction with uh, each of them if you can keep it uh keep it a little brief just so we'll keep the show moving along here but uh oh man I mean, I think my first interaction with all of these guys definitely was was uh, going down to the Chenery, um, and in that first spring, and and meeting the eighth graders who were coming up to be a part of the football program, you know. And we talked, I think, in in that in that moment with all of those guys about 
how we were hoping to and planning to kind of redirect where Belmont football had been um, and that they were going to be a huge part of that, you know. And so, like, in terms of – man, I mean, in terms of first, like, individual memories with each of these guys, it's really hard to – it's honestly really hard to pick one. Um, there have been – you know, one of the things that's really emotional for me going into this year is – or this game is that um, – you know, you, you think about the number of hours, you know, just the number of hours, just purely that that we've spent together, you know, be it practice, be it meetings, be it seven on sevens, be it going to elite camp lifts in the off season. I mean, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of 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 hours, you know, um, and so. When you when you start to think about individual moments like my favorite individual moments for a lot of these guys come towards the end of their career you know where like you know Tyler kind of had a little bit of a slow start this year at running back and he has high expectations for himself and then he rattled off I think three or four hundred yard games in a row and um, so one of my favorite memories will be you know walking off the field after those hundred yard games with Ty and kind of seeing that affirmation you know that that he deserved you know and and that's really uh, that'll always stick in my mind for Tyler um, for George, you know, George sat behind Cal for, for two years on the varsity level, you know, and never and went through two tough injuries sophomore and junior year as well and never wavered, you know, never doubted his ability to be successful once he got the opportunity and did a ridiculous amount of work, you know, to get himself um, to get himself ready to go. And so my favorite moments with George throughout uh this season have been the little moments that we get to have on the sideline um when he comes over for play call or when we get a 20 second timeout 30 second timeout and we're talking um george is a very serious man um on the on the on the sideline you know and sometimes and i'm a little bit loose george will give me that look and go come on coach come on coach you know and and it's really cool to have a uh you know, quarterbacks and head coaches have a special relationship, a unique relationship, and it's really been been cool to learn who George is. You know, because sometimes you don't get to do that as much with your with your backup quarterback. You know, and and this year I've really gotten a a good complete picture of who George Fitzgerald is, and I'm just really impressed by it. You know, really impressed by him, and um, so we get to have a lot of kind of cool moments. And um, but my favorite moment probably walking off the field with George after after Burlington. Um, one point when we both had big fat smiles on our faces and we're kind of joking back and forth off the field. Um, you know, my favorite moment with <laughs> my favorite moment with Sunshine was um, I forget. I think it was maybe sophomore year. He made a catch at Elite um, in the in a showcase type deal, a one on one type deal. Um, and I don't know if he remembers this, but he made a filthy catch. And um, I trotted up at him and afterwards or something like that, and I just said, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna be an absolutely fantastic receiver, man. And 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 I'm just so excited. We it was right before we got him onto the field as a junior, and he he went out and had a great year. Um, you know, Jake has been, Jake has been fantastic to watch as as a wide receiver, man. I mean, he's just a, I think he's, I think he's the best receiver in the Middlesex League, man. I don't think there's anybody out there who's better. Um, there might be a couple of guys with better numbers, but, you know, he's got great hands, runs great routes and all that stuff. But, you know, seeing that, he made that catch, and he kind of flipped the ball to the whoever was running the ball back, and I caught him at the side, and we said that. But, like, 
it, to me, it was kind of like this moment where it really, you could see it in his face, where it really shone, you know, in his own mind, like, man, I'm, I'm good at this. You know, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty dang good at this. I can, I can do, okay. I can do this. And like, that's, that's a cool moment with Jakey. And, um, <laughs> I got my, fa- my favorite moment with new, and I've told this story before it's hands down my favorite, my favorite, I'm sorry, Ryan, my, my favorite moment with Ryan noon is, is, um, we called him up in his freshman year and, and Ryan was on the sideline. Um, and he was holding two, uh, water carriers. And uh, our left guard at the time was a senior whose name was Jeff Lindeland, um, Big Red, Jeff Big Red Lindeland. And Lindy had done something, and we needed him on the sideline to talk to him. And so, you know, uh, Ryan was the next guy up. We weren't pretty – we weren't very deep that year on the line. And so I look at Noon, and I go, Ryan, and he, yes, coach. I go, get in there, left guard. And he drops the water bottles, and he goes running out, full full blue sprint right to the huddle. And he gets into the huddle, and uh, – Boston Latin has this really big and imposing middle linebacker who's a senior, um, and the kid came came up to the line of scrimmage and gave him a stomp, you know, right on the line of scrimmage, and, and freshman Ryan just kind of went, ha, <laughs> and, and, and stood up in his stance a little bit, and they called a false start. By that time, we had – we had talked to Lindy, <laughs> so we sent Lindy back. Noon, <laughs> get, get back here. So that was Ryan's – I think that was Ryan's first varsity play um, was a five-yard false start um, uh, against Boston Latin. And, and uh, that moment has been – was will always stick in my mind as a, as a funny moment, not because of the moment itself, but because um, we had – we got a hell of a player. You know, this, this kid has, has handled every snap that we've taken since – Thanksgiving day of his freshman year, um, you know, with a quick knock on wood, right? Knock on wood. Um, and I think all the guys, you know, not to keep talking, I'm really sorry, boys. Like, I think all the guys would agree that you're hard pressed to find somebody who works as consistently as Ryan. Always. It just never stops. It's just, it's like, a, I don't, I don't understand it. It's like a machine. And I don't think I've ever seen him like angry. I don't think I've ever seen him disparage. He's, he's a, a, a bear to block and to play against. I wouldn't necessarily want to play against Ryan, especially at the five technique. Um, you know, he's, he's really good, but you know, he's never like down or grumpy or talking trash to anybody or, you know, anything. It's, it's this, I can vouch for that. He hasn't stopped smiling. No, it's came just a sense today, of, so. it's just a sense of, of, of consistency, you know, and, um, and all of that, but all of us have grown up together, you know, in, in this thing. Um, and it's going to be a really emotional Thursday. Um, not just with these four guys sitting here, but with all of our seniors, especially the four year seniors, you know, um, this is a, you know, we talk about family, uh, we live it too, you know, we like to think we live it and, uh, our coaches live it and, um, our players live it. And so this Thursday is going to be a really emotional thing. These guys have been a huge part of my life for the last four years, man, uh, every day. Yeah, your you know, first, first four-year class that's uh, – Yeah, but, I, you know, here. I see these guys every day. We go yeah. we go back in in January, you know, and I see them in the weight room, and then I see them at other sports. You see them, you know, winning games at rugby field, baseball field, lacrosse field, and all that stuff. And um, they're not going to, you know, you're going to walk in the weight room next year, and, and those guys aren't going to be there, you know, the guys that have been there for every day. And that's a – that's a deep and, and emotional moment, and you know I'd like to take this opportunity for them and for all my seniors to say, um, you know, just a, a, a really heartfelt thank you um, for having faith in me and having faith in us and and uh, being willing to believe 
and what it is that we were trying to do. It always hasn't been easy. Um, we haven't always made the right call. But they've never stopped understanding what it was that we were trying to do, and they've never stopped working to, to, to make that a reality. And you know what? I don't care what our record says. Football culture in Belmont is back, you know, and, and you can see it on our field, our practice field, and our stands, and, and uh, that fires me up. And these guys are a huge, huge, if not 98% of the reason why that's the case. All right. Well, I can tell coaches uh, as he's talking about all this, starting to get a little verklempt there. So uh, we're going <laughs> to let me uh, throw this back on uh, on the captains here again. And uh, guys, uh, you know, any other thoughts uh, just about this? You know, being your last game on on Thanksgiving Day uh, coming up. Yeah, it'll be really cool for me. Um, the first game I ever played ten years ago was on Victory Field, and so uh, I'll get a chance to to end it all where I started it. That'll be really cool for me. I know that. What's cool on top of that is I'll be playing against a lot of kids that I played that first game with because of Belmont Watertown Pop Warner. It's like I know a lot of those kids. I've been playing, you know, like I remember literally growing up with like a lot of the kids. I recognize them. And it'll be fun to play against them. Actually, uh, Nick McDermott, their starting quarterback, was George's backup throughout Pop <laughs> Warner. So, yeah. That's wow. Pretty, that's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. And now you got a chance. You, I know you play on uh, defense as well, Ty. You got a chance to intercept them, maybe. Yeah, you know? and I, I hope uh, maybe maybe noon or someone will get a few sacks on him. And <laughs> that'll be nice to see. He's a good kid though, and I'm probably probably be his friend after the game, but definitely not during. <laughs> and uh, one thing about Thanksgiving is that it's our senior year, and as George said, it's the end, at least for me and George for football and noon. That this this game is going to stick with us for the rest of our lives. So. The most important thing is I want for the team to have no regrets, for me to have no regrets, and to leave everything out on the field. I think that's really important. Yeah, I think Tyler hit it on the nose. I mean, th this game, you just got to leave it all on the field. I, I mean, it's it's just like the last time with the boys like, strapping it up. Like, there's nothing like high school football. Like, even if I'm going on and playing college, it's not like – it's not the same at all. I think that's what I've heard from it. And there's, there's also no rivalry, like – like Watertown Belmont that goes back that deep and that far and like these kids grew up together um with the Belmont Watertown like Pop Warner teams so I think that's also a huge part it's it's like the culmination of all these years of just despising each other but like, <laughs> like being yeah. on the same team and like just knowing each other and like this is the last time I think it's just going to be something really special. And that's the other part of it, too, Jake, that, uh, you know, if your parents and your grandparents grew up here in Belmont, I mean, I'm sure they could tell all sorts of stories about the yeah. rivalry mm -hmm. going back, too. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, Belmont Watertown mixed families, too. You know, families where, you know, dad's from Belmont and mom's from Watertown. I mean, these towns have these towns have a lot of a lot of history with each other, you know, and I think that, like not to cut Nooner off. It's just one of the coolest things about this rivalry is like how entwined the lives of the two communities are and how entwined the lives of the players are, you know, and it's always been like, there's this, I mean, look, these guys got to play a 96 year old rivalry against each other. They don't like each other in, in the context of the game. And then all of a sudden the game's over. Um, and no matter what, you know, even if they're hurting, the, the, you can see the love that exists between the two sides and the players on both sides and especially the seniors, you know, who've recognized that, all right, you know, this is it. We've been playing against each other or playing with each other or whatever for a decade, and that's it. You know, and the hugs and the, and the, and the daps and the handshakes that come after that, man, is, is I think just like a true testament to the power of sport in general and to the power of football specifically and to the power of high school football even even more specifically. So I'm excited for those guys to get that. Sorry, Ray Guy. 
No, uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely. Uh, oh, Rye Guy. That's. I'm sorry. I have to stop for a second. Uh, that's my. That's my godson's nickname. Oh, too. is it? They sorry. call him Rye Guy all the time. So it just kind of had a flash there. But anyway, go go ahead. Uh, uh, Balua. 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 Sorry, Balua. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, tr- I'm trying to not to not think about it honestly um, until the day of because I know it's going to be really emotional for me and all of us. Um, I'm usually not too emotional after games. Like a lot of guys will, um, you know, cry after games or big games and stuff like that. And I'm usually not that type of guy. I kind of am able to keep like a level level tone kind of throughout games and after games and everything. But I know that. You know, after the last game, the last home game, and just building up to this last game, thinking about, like Coach Q said, we've been with each other for four years now, every day seeing each other and every day practicing with each other. And I'll still see him at hockey games, and I'll still see him at football games, uh, baseball games in the spring and everything, but it's definitely going to be different and definitely going to be uh, emotional. Seeing the seniors in the past years after the games, it's been tough, and me going up to them and you know giving them a hug after their last game. and. Now it's our turn for it to be our last game, and it's definitely going to be a tough one. Well, I know another thing uh, that you guys have to try to balance here, uh, being senior year and everything, uh, uh, you, you know, you're applying to colleges, you're getting ready to, you know, look ahead uh, next uh, phase of your lives. Uh, really briefly, why don't you guys, uh, you know, see, we have you here, a uh, chance to update uh, what you're going to be uh, doing next year or what you would like to do next year. Uh, let's uh, start with you, Ryan. Yeah, so I'm um, going to be going to Tufts next year to play baseball. Which I'm very happy to hear about, only because I'm going to get to keep announcing Ryan's name. I, yeah. I'm the public address announcer over at Huskins Field for yeah. the baseball team. So. And uh, uh, obviously, Tufts right around the corner from my house in Medford, and baseball field is in walking distance, so I'll get an opportunity to see Ryan play um, pretty easily next And he year. gets to play for John Casey, the yeah. legendary the case. Legend. Uh, you know, if you think if you think Coach Q's gruff, you haven't seen anything yet with uh, Coach Casey, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, anyway, uh, go ahead, Jake. Uh, this No, this summer was really weird for me. Um, I was trying to play baseball in college, like Ryan. So we had all these AAU tournaments and all this stuff. And then I, I did a couple football showcases, went to elite camp. And then these colleges uh, just recruited me a lot harder than anything I would have I found with baseball. And so I'm, I'm pending admissions at, at Bowdoin right now to play football there. So looking forward to that. Yeah, another See great school goes. in the yeah. uh, NESCAC. So okay. Polar Bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Go Polar Bears. Go Whitt- Polar Whittier Bears. Field, that's a great field. they got the huge grandstand uh, there and everything, a nice campus. Yeah. Actually, my friends live just down the, the road uh, in Brunswick, so a nice town and everything. So Yeah, they just redid the whole field, too. Yep. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Oh, field turf, probably? Field right? turf, and redid the whole grandstand. Oh, wow. Which, okay. which, is, which is really old and yeah, no, shape, it, but yeah. It was falling apart. It looks yeah. real nice now. Oh, good. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Okay. Tyler? Um, I've been applying to some schools. I'm thinking about maybe following uh, old captain Kevin Martin down to uh, Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. It's one of the schools I'm thinking about. I'm also mid-Atlantic, similar to Georgie, like uh, U Maryland, U Delaware. I've only applied. I haven't heard back. So. Okay. Well, best of luck there uh, in Georgia. Yeah, and he's going to walk on and play lacrosse wherever it is that he goes, or yeah. football, one of the two. Because uh, Tyler is an excellent lax player, he's a good football player too. Wow. But he's a he's a great lacrosse. It's going to have to be for some of those lax schools. That's a hotbed of uh, lacrosse oh, yeah. down there in the Mid Atlantic. That's all right, Ty ain't scared. Yeah. <laughs> George. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat as Tyler. Um, I've applied a couple places. I haven't heard back. Uh, similar similar region. I like the Mid Atlantic a lot. 
I'm not trying to go yeah. too far away from home. And George is he's selling himself short. He's also applied for admission to the U.S. Naval Academy. So we're uh, really keeping our fingers crossed. I know that's something that, that he really wants to do and it would be a great honor. Um, and wow. We're really, really – all of us, I think, are really, really hopeful for that because I think uh, George would make a he's, – he's a tremendous leader right now. You can see it when he comes into the offensive huddle. There's no doubt whose huddle that is. And, um, yeah, we're, we're pulling for him. Coach, I don't know if it's right for me to bring this up, but I know we've talked on a lot of our previous shows about your, you know, you uh, you had a connection with uh, Coach uh, Dante Scarnecchio. The pa- yeah. you, you have some some Patriots connections. I know maybe they're not like you, you don't have their. They're their not coming. They're not numbers. coming over to my house or anything. No, my my question <laughs> is, you, you think you could uh, talk uh, maybe uh, Bill Belichick into writing up, uh, you know? Yeah, a, I mean, I, a I think that the, the, the path for that is uh, uh, to go through Mike Whalen over at Wesleyan and you know, holler at Mike and then have Mike holler at Coach Belichick and see if we can't grease a wheel here or two there for for good old George. Um, Well, I'm sure Coach Belichick would be glad to hear George is applying to the Naval Academy. Yeah, George is going to get some great references too. And obviously, you know, we just did his Senate and congressional references and and he and his dad and his his mom have been working really hard on getting all the package together. And, um, you know, we're just keeping our fingers crossed. He'd make a great officer. You know, he'd make a great leader. He's a... and I think one of the, the most important characteristics of leadership, and all of these guys show it, all five of them, Caleb too, um, not here, is uh, you can't lead if you don't have compassion. You know, If you don't have the ability to understand the feelings of another human being, if you don't have empathy, it's impossible to lead because you can't just project yourself. You know, And so when you see these guys in good moments and bad moments, and, and, and this goes for all of them, um, I've been really, really blessed. I've had some great captains here, um, and these guys have kept that tradition going. You can tell when they speak to one another and when they speak to the younger guys um, that there is a, a level of love and, and expectation there that creates trust, you know. And these guys, these younger guys, they trust them, you know, like you would trust an older brother um, to have their best interests at heart, you know. And, and we've been really lucky to have five guys who – embrace that and you know we say that leadership is being the first to serve and the last to be served you know we got five guys who've really taken that to heart and 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 approach the people they lead with compassion um and love and and that's why above all else george would make a a a fantastic naval officer so i'm keeping my i'm keeping my fingers crossed i know he and robert his dad were talking the other night we're we're you know you're a little nervous let me send your send your kids off to usna and stuff like that i know rob's a little nervous and uh and I am too, you know, but uh, I think it's it would be something amazing to, to happen. Yeah, well, well, certainly best of luck, George and Tyler, and as you guys pursue your uh, your prospective colleges and, and the Naval Academy for you, George, and uh, congratulations, uh, Ryan and uh, Jake. Uh, the, and go Jumbos, go Polar Bears. Yeah, go, exactly, go NESCAC. Right? Go NESCAC. There, there you go. Uh, I'll give you guys the final word here if you have uh, any, as we kind of start to wrap things up uh, on this uh, special uh, Thanksgiving uh, podcast, uh, you guys have any uh, final thoughts yourself here, uh, you know, as, uh, as you wrap up your, your high school football careers? Any other final words? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's um, it's gonna be a big moment for me. You know, I've been playing this sport for ten years. Got one more chance to go out there and play one more game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna try to make the most of it. Be Watertown. Yeah, I think um, for Thursday we really owe it to ourselves and the town of Belmont to get this win, and I think it's gonna happen. And it's it's gonna be a special day. Yeah. Um... Let's go out with a bang, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's beat, beat Watertown. 
do it for all the fans and all the all the seniors who came before us and just there's a lot more weighing on the game than just just scoreboard so you know before you hand it off to ryan jake i just gotta say you know if you're ever back uh around belmont again uh, in your college time and we happen to be doing a football broadcast i think you'd be i think you'd be great <laughs> just something about that personality yours jake i think would just shine on a on a bhs football uh, i know you maybe it'd be too Lay, tough. laying the groundwork yeah crit- the groundwork. it might be tough critiquing some of your you know the underclassmen you know, oh, now yeah. would be your uh, your uh, current no, teammates no, Easy to critique. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you would, would have a problem. Willie McIsaac. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, and uh, yeah. Ryan, uh, I'll let you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. No, definitely excited to play. Uh, looking we can make room for you in the booth too if you want, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, we'll see. We'll see. Hold on. Yeah, no, excited. Excited to go. Ready to go. Um, just hope everyone leaves everything out there and uh, no regrets going forward. Let's hope we win. All right. Well, hey, guys, uh, listen, uh, thanks again, again, from left to right. Uh, Ryan Noon, uh, Tyler Reynolds, Jake Pollock, and uh, George Fitzgerald, as you see him there on, uh, on camera on our uh, simulcast uh, here uh, airing. Yeah, yeah, wait to, if you want to wave to the, the camera, camera, there you go. Uh, wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. You want to do that? Uh, I don't up to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, go Belmont, exactly. Let's uh, let's stop this uh, Watertown winning streak Amen. for sure. Uh, Coach, any final words on uh, your part as we wrap up another season of uh, these Toddcasts? As always, they've uh, been fun. Uh, you you have a lot to say, and you uh, you speak passionately about football and, you know, just about anything else. I apologize we didn't have a cheesecake for you here today. Oh, no, you know what? Your, the, the, the thing, though, know. is that after that broadcast, we, went, we had team dinner the next Thursday, and I actually had a parent teacher night or, or something at Matinon and I couldn't make it but uh coach Silva brought me a plate and the parents bought two cheesecakes based off of the the TOST broadcast that we had the previous week so uh, mm-hmm. I got a strawberry cheesecake it was fantastic good quality graham graham crust to it wow. um, I was I was very pleased to see that um wow the power of the Todd the power of the podcast yeah, okay. got, got me a cheesecake you know um yeah, you know, I'm just I'm I'm like these guys. I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited to go through the the next three days. You know, and you you've heard me say, and these guys have heard me say it that you know we're really blinders on. You know, it's you know we're about Monday. You know, we got practice on Monday, um, so we'll we'll go out and have a great practice. You know, and and then when Monday's over, we'll think about Tuesday practice, and then we'll think about Wednesday practice, and then we'll think about um, Thursday morning. And I think one of the things that that enables us to do. Um, is to and it's really important for these guys you know because um you know my my playing days ended a long time ago you know i'm 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 gonna be back next year i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna get football you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be on a sideline next year um and and these guys will never be around unless they come to coach will never be around high school football again and so it's really important to me and that they embrace the individual moments you know, uh, over the next three days, you know, because like tomorrow is our last indie rooted full practice where we have individual periods. We had our last offensive indie uh, oriented practice on, on Friday, um, you know, and, and it's just kind of things that you do every day that you take for granted that you know, now you're getting down into the last couple times you get to do that, you know, and it's it'd be something as small as, you know, like hauling the ball bag in, you know, like George has to do every day or, or um, you know, putting putting your gloves on, you know, or something really innocuous, and and um, you know, the jokes that guys tell are hanging out with each other during a water, you know, like really small things. You get you you need to be in tune to those, 
you know, because um, for me, that's where all the fun and the magic of football rests. Um, I want to win every game I play, but I don't need to win in order to have football sustain me. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I want to win. I don't have to win. You know, I think there's a big difference between the two. And what makes football so special are moments like that. You know, and then we got our, <coughs> excuse me, we got our legacy day on, on Wednesday. It's a real special day. You know, these guys walk through kind of a, uh, they stay on the fifth practice field a little late and get to kind of hang out together. And then they walk through this kind of gauntlet of helmets and then their teammates up to the, to the upstairs locker room in the, in the white. And, um, you know, we close the doors and these guys get an opportunity to address their team. Every senior, you know, talk as little or as much as they want. And, um, those, that's probably the most emotional day in our program, you know, and, and I tear up thinking about it here, you know, just because the messages that get, that get, and there are messages, they belong to us and nobody else. And, and the messages that get spoken that day are so deep and personal. And we talk about legacy a lot, leaving something for future generations, right? leaving something for future generations so that when you walk out of the doors of this program, who you were within it remains. And that's when those guys really make that happen uh, and make it real. And it becomes real, I think, for them on that day. You know, when they stand up to talk about what Belmont football has been to them for four years and they realize that this is it, that's a, that's a big day. So we're just kind of here, you know. Go through Monday and have a great practice. Fun practice, fast-paced. Let's get after it. Then we're going to go through Tuesday. We're going to get after Tuesday. Then we're going to get after Wednesday, too. We're going to go upstairs. We're going to fellowship together and and be a family. Uh, They get a nice little afternoon off on that Wednesday, too. We get out early. um, Go home, sleep. Come in early in the morning. Man, that that special morning, you know, you're driving in. You got your your donkeys. You got your Starbucks or whatever, and you're just, you know, you got your – you got that feeling, you know, there's something magical in the air and uh, and we'll live in the game, you know, one minute at a time, one repetition at a time, 44 minutes to victory, you know, and that's where we're going to be. So I'm really excited for these guys and I'm just so proud of them. Um, I'm bursting, man, I'm bursting. I'm so proud of what they've accomplished. Yeah, that Thanksgiving morning, you get on the bus and you you head to victory, literally. Well, yep. I hope it literally. Get you know, on the bus and head to victory yeah, and you know, you we'll, we'll be there for a nice, you know, early warm up time. We like to we like to get there early. All right. Well, uh, hey, Coach, it's, it's always been a fun season. Again, thanks, uh, thanks you guys, for coming in. Sorry Caleb couldn't make it, but uh, Ryan, Jake, we Tyler, you, George, we're glad you guys could come in uh, for this. Uh, it's been fun. I hope you guys have had a little fun with it, too. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. And, uh, Coach, I hope we uh, get to do this again uh, next year. Next Looking year. forward to it. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know. All right. So to all of you out there, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, to everyone out in Belmont. And uh, go Marauders. Let's as, go, uh, Belmont. They try to take down Watertown in the 96th meeting of the big game. So uh, for everyone here, I'm Todd Bloniars, and we thank you for uh, checking out the Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network.